Hey guys and welcome to the MSC Performance Podcast. This is Season 6, Episode 2 uh, with myself, Coach Luke, and today we're joined by Coach Steve. What's up? So today's just going to be an overview and kind of talking through Steve's prep for the World Masters Basketball Championships, which are happening in Argentina. Um, he's leaving on Thursday, so we're just going to be overviewing his training, kind of how that looks further out during his off-season, how it's looking now versus how it will be uh, when he's actually competing. We'll also go through his nutrition, which he's uh, famous for. Um, so we'll be talking through his nutrition and just everything else involved around like competing at one of the highest levels that you can get to. So yeah, how's it been, Steve? You, you feeling good? You feeling ready? I've been ready for about two weeks. Uh, I think like in my mind, like I've been ready to go since like early August. Um, it's kind of like chomping at the bit a little bit now. Um, got what, five, six days until I fly out. So yeah, all pretty much packed and ready to go. How did you find that mentally when you're so ready like six weeks out and you, you don't want to get too excited too early and then like you get to the comp and it's become like a, you're kind of on that downward trajectory where you're not as excited because you've almost been too excited for too long and then it's kind of anticlimactic. You've been trying to like keep calm and yeah, I think like um, it's been such a long process. Like it, the span of the competition has been nearly two years, so it's been it's been like a long emotional journey. And kind of like being this ready, like I've said to a few people, like early August, I was like, I need to go, I need to go, I want to fly. But I think like the one thing that's kept it grounded is the fact that like here at MSC, we've just been so busy. Like there's been a lot of like influx of members. The Metcon's doing really well. Everything's going really well. So like I've just been massively distracted with work, which has kind of really helped. Um, so there's not been any like mental fatigue from that point because I've just not really had a lot of time to think about it which in turn when I do have those moments when I get to sit down and think about it like I'm quite excited now um, rather than just kind of like just being super excited for too long and just kind of like dying I had a yeah I had a similar thing I worked with a sports psychologist um, where like it's, it's not the same, but it's relatable. Uh, like when I got a, a powerlifting session and like hours out from it, or like the day before, I'd be super excited for it. And then as I got closer, I've kind of almost been too excited that I'm kind of like not that ready for the session anymore. Yeah. And I guess it's kind of like that. There's only so much excitement you can have for it. Yeah. And I yeah. guess it's tough as well, because you're trying, you haven't, like I know you've been like really honest, or like outside of it, you're not like going out too much, you're not drinking and stuff. So you haven't got that as well to distract you. So yeah. you're having to find other things. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, I think like I've probably taken it as serious as anybody can in the sense that like I introduced a nutritionist in, like I took on a coach to coach me like in the gym um, and just kind of like hiring gyms out so I can practice my basketball stuff. So I've kind of taken it as seriously as possible. And while I've definitely missed a lot of parties or been to parties and they've not been as fun because I've left early. Um, but the one thing I do know is that I'm probably as ready as I can be now that whatever happens, it's not for the lack of like preparation, I suppose. Yeah, I think like if you get to there now and let's say you, you perform terribly, which I'm sure you won't, but let's say you do. <laughs> at least you go, do you know what? Like, I gave it everything. Like yeah. I, ain't, I ain't making any excuses. Versus if like you'd have gone out, carried on your normal life, half after training, then you're like, do you know what? I'll fucking mess that up. Yeah, yeah. At I least now, could, like fair yeah, play, yeah. you've done everything you can. Yeah. Also. Do you think like how serious you've took it is representative of everyone on your team? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's been such an interesting journey because like we've, this group of 12 people, we've probably had like eight, 10 camps together. And you kind of like 10 camps ago, it's like, oh, everyone will get a little bit fitter. Yeah. And like, I think like there's probably myself and one other guy, probably like the top of the fitness pile. And we have been continually. Um, and you kind of like look at some of your teammates, you're like, oh, they'll get a bit fitter, they'll get a bit fitter. Some people are gonna struggle. Like the pace of the international game, even at over 40s, like it's pretty relentless. 
So I think some people will be doing like two minute blocks on court, where some of us will be able to do like six or seven. Yeah. Um, but hopefully it won't impact us longer. How does that like? How does that go down with the coaches or like the coaches? Because do you get like I know you you you're in a good position because you're obviously in the fitness industry. You've got the right people helping you. Yeah. But like outside of the basketball sessions, have you got like someone there that's helping with like just S and C side of things? Yeah. So and how's that going down with the coaches if they're not doing it? It's interesting because like again, like as you say, like being in the industry, like we have we have an S and C coach attached to the the team, um, and as everyone is fully aware, we are over forty. And uh, the person that we've got is, I think she's probably mid-twenties. So the way that she approaches it is like fresh out of uni, you're all athletes. Like the consideration of like what she wants from us SNC wise is quite high. Um, and there's been a lot of conversations about like, you need to remember that some of these guys have got wives, they've got kids, they've got full-time jobs. Our bodies aren't kind of like 20 year old bodies. Um, and I think it's been a learning experience for her, like an exposure to like master sports where, you know, some of us aren't that mobile people are carrying niggles, they've got long-term injuries that have kind of had forever anyway. Um, and the expectation that we've had like this three-tier fitness system, it's like introduce tier one, do that for six weeks, move on to tier two, and even tier three, like when you look at it from a fitness point of view, for those of us that work in fitness, it's still relatively like low, mm. um, but they've kind of wanted everybody to try and get to that kind of point. Um, so it's been interesting. And I think like the head coach, he fully understands like the roles and responsibilities that people have got in life. Whereas I think the support teams, because they're kind of volunteering, they're a bit younger, they're kind of like, oh, you should be in the gym like nine hours a week. And it's funny actually when, uh, like I see a lot of people like online at a coach that I really respect that now talk about like athletes being very similar to gen pop in the fact that like you think when you've come out of uni and you've not got much experience working with teams, you think every athlete absolutely loves the gym and wants to spend every hour in there. Um, and they don't. No. If you play basketball, you probably love playing basketball and probably hate the gym. Or yeah. most people would not want to be in the gym for hours and hours. No. But you think athletes like you are oh, gym pop. They don't like the gym. But you think yeah. oh, athletes will love it and they actually don't. They yeah. like they like playing their sport. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's it's interesting because having taken on a coach, like taking on Max to help me write the preparational stuff in the gym, like it's interesting seeing what the organisation from the SNC at GB want us to do in relation to what Max gives me to do and then talking to other players, like none of my in-gym sessions have been longer than like 40, mm. 45 minutes for like the last four or five months. And they've just been like two, three times a week, super high intensity, like whether it's cardio or lifting, it's just punchy, get it done, warm up, get shit done, yeah. and then move on. So how do you like, I was gonna ask you about like your microcycle, but first, like how do you, how do those sessions you do differ to what the team has written up for the basketball? Um, like how many times a week does she want you to be in the gym? Are they like five days a week? Like five days of five days a week in the gym, not in basketball. the gym, like not basketball included. Um, <laughs> and it's like, but it's all like it's all like five by five, five by three, and I'm like, and whereas like Max has got me on like six sets maximum, like a week of like lower body explosive stuff, um, like yeah, bench press, shoulder press, like fast. Get it done. Yeah. Don't do more than two or three sets. Move on. But it's like you, you said yourself about like working with different populations. It's diminish every time you do a set, you get a diminished return on it. And like, oh, we've had, I mean, I've not seen the programming, but for, yeah, five by five is tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like the crossover is like minimal. Like bench press for me, like obviously, like plays such a limited part in like what I'm trying to achieve. Yeah. Um, and again, like even like with just that, but just that push off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, but that also that trap bar deadlift at like. 
what's a five by five going to do for me like on the court like you know it's going to make me a bit stronger but realistically it's you know on the speed work like and just kind of like just moving everything fast and just moving on. every set as well has got like a, a fatigue count if you go yeah. from doing two let's say you do two by five and you've got the bulk of the the gains from that third set you might get a little bit then the fourth set like the small gain that you might get strength wise yeah. versus the fatigue that's going to get it that could yeah. affect your basketball like, exactly and that's it like the crossover to like being on court like is massive like and the way that we've loaded the days in like like Tuesdays is a big basketball day for me on the evening so it's kind of like do your lifting on Tuesday and just go to basketball rather than kind of having like these really heavy sessions on Tuesday and playing basketball on Wednesday when it's all kind of set in and you yeah, can't yeah, run yeah. and you've got your high days you've got your lower yeah, days yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so what's your what does your training look like now then working with Max like how many sessions during the gym what's your basketball week look like um so the last two weeks it's been like two basketball sessions a week so that's been Tuesday night and Sunday um and then everything else has just been like two really short cardio sessions um Is that in the gym week based yeah, yeah gym based so that's been kind of like a ski row assault bike zone 5 5 minutes of zone 5 twice with a 3 minute rest in between move on and then what is that? what is zone 5 it's like the death sentence of cardio <laughs> okay. like um it's yeah for me that's like 175 and above heart rate yeah, yeah, like it's tough, tough. It's tough to get there but even harder to stay there to stay in that, yeah. um, and then interestingly so the Saturday mornings have been like a big cardio session are coming at like 6 um, and we only found out this week that the way that Max has been writing it and the way that I've been executing it has been wrong um, right. which has been quite good fun because like I've got through it for two hours I'll be but, harder than it was meant to be yeah, yeah, yeah so basically Max was like he put on there like 20 seconds on 60 seconds off uh, like and it was something like six rounds and then there was like five exercises so the maths at like six rounds didn't add up it didn't so happen. I was like oh six rounds of each it's 30 intervals so yeah so I was like 30 intervals of that and then he put the second section which was like three exercises for like four rounds so I was like oh that doesn't add up either so I was like oh I'll do 18 rounds of that so I've basically been like kicking my own ass for like an hour and 45 minutes for the last three months because he doesn't know how to word things um, classic uh, classic Harmon yeah. uh, <laughs> coaching client yeah. but I mean it's probably benefited me somewhere along the way because I haven't died I guess like overall fitness but maybe those last few intervals weren't quite as explosive as you no, might have yeah. been like running up and down vomiting on myself like this isn't a lot that's um, cool though man because I, I mean obviously you see that see on Instagram like you've got this little support system of people that are yeah. coming down at six which is massive man when you're trying to when you're in the dungeon and you don't want to do those last few intervals especially when you're doing an extra 30 intervals <laughs> compared to what you <laughs> need to be doing I mean I haven't told them that it was wrong yeah. Um, but yeah like it's been really good like one of my really old basketball friends Adrian like he's a psychologist so he really understands like the 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 need to have like people around you even if they're not on the same journey and then legendary Mick who's been obviously a member since fit players. lad as well man. yeah yeah um, and then Mel's been coming down as well and helping out and um, so it's been good um, I've got one more of them this Saturday but that's like I've cut everybody off now like, that's a lonely one I'm going to do it all on my own oh, really? just for like mental toughness yeah yeah yeah. so um, yeah and then last basketball session Sunday um, and I think that's pretty much it then like, nice. next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday I look pretty busy so just try and get some sleep and 
how does that compare to like now like I guess like when you were like in the competition like what does your gym work going to look like how many sessions will you do on the actual basketball outside of your, your games so waiting for some confirmation on that from Max but then also that really depends on the schedule of the games so we we fly Thursday land Friday four hour bus journey opening ceremony first games on Saturday at some point yeah. Um, I hate that more than anything, by the way. When you flood it, if you're on here and it's like, now you've got another four hours. And you're yeah. Like, Fuck, man, it's man. a 260 kilometre bus journey <sighs> on a coach with. I bet the buses are really nice in Argentina, though. They better be. <laughs> um, there's basically 71 of us in the uh, party across all teams and support. Right. That's cool, uh, though, to meet some of the teams. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's just one person I don't want to sit next to on the bus, and he knows who he is, and he's going to try and sit next to me. Because right. he's, you know, he's just a bit of a. <laughs> And Norse, <laughs> um, so I'm trying to avoid uh, trying to avoid him, but um, but yeah. So once I land, there'll be a conversation like once we've got the game scheduled about how to manage um, training and expectations around that because I think the reality is the first three or four days, it's going to be a game every day. Yeah. So it's then just stretch. So how how what what is it like like a World Cup kind of style? Like you got your group stages, trying to get through there. Yeah. So you play everyone once, twice. Uh, so my understanding is that there's four or five teams in our group. You play everybody once. Top two go through, and then you go into a, a round of round, sixteen, yeah. round robin, all the way through to. Is it one game? Just yeah. One and through. Well, uh, one and through. Wow. Yeah, everything will be done. Not like in, best yeah. of seven. No, no, not like yeah. the NBA. You're there for like four months. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so one and through uh, on that round robin situation. And then, I mean, you've got to play play everybody to win, haven't you? So, you know, we look at the teams and we know who's good. We know who we'd like to avoid early. We try and get out of the group. How does your group look? Uh, you, you did share the other day. Yeah, so we've got, um, so we're seeded seventh. Um, out of? 28 so it's not it's not how many is in a group five four or five depending on the group I was going to say that's a bit of Hartman's math there yeah, so yeah, no, right. no, no it doesn't add up does it um, so yeah some groups have got four some groups have got five is that just random or is that like if you're one of the highest seeds you've only got four or uh, I don't know to be fair okay um, Argentina are seeded one as the home nation are they good tell you in three weeks um, <laughs> so we've got Argentina nice Mexico us and Jordan, uh, so Jordan are seeded twenty eight. I was gonna say I don't, can't imagine that. Yeah, I don't really know. I guess for you, the only Jordan I know is Michael, and hopefully they're nowhere near as good as that. I guess looking at that group, right, well, Argentina, they haven't got the travel. That's a nice advantage. Mexico, it's not a million miles away, is it? Mexico to Argentina. No. Also, so Mex- um, Argentina are funded by Manu Ginobili, who is a twenty year NBA veteran. Um, so he's funding their whole program. So some of them guys are even over forty. They're pro basketball players funded to train for this. Like same as Italy. Italy are full time funded athletes just for over forties basketball, which is Insane. you know you know how much work we've done to like raise money to help with the the journey for for me just alone, let alone the rest of the team. So it's it's going to be an, an experience. Yeah, yeah. That's. Uh... Do you ever see uh, like the funding being there for the Masters basketball? No, no. I don't like. The... I don't think it's there for England's full stop. Is it? No, it really. No, they... the top guys aren't earning no. money. No, they cut the funding to the under 16s, under 18s. So the youth programs not funded over here, um, and they cut some of the funding to the like the full adult squad, and they retracted them from the Olympics like next year mm. to focus on like the World Championships in like five years time. Like right. it's just not supported, um, which is a shame. 
Um, but yeah, so. It's nice to have got the support from everyone, eh? Like, knowing everyone's. Uh, oh, man, the gym's been amazing. Like, oh, everyone's been amazing. We, I said we, I broke £4,000 of funding last week. So it sits at £4,083. That's huge. Uh, the gym raised pretty much £1,000 when we did that coffee morning and donations in and around that. Um, had a couple of clients make some pretty big donations and then, yeah, it's just totted up slowly, slowly over the over the months. So it's been massive, massive. So yeah, um, forever thankful for that. Um, so yeah, get to lie down on a plane now. Are oh, you going uh, go, go business class on the way out? Fancy. Um, it was funny because like a couple of the members and clients who had like donated the last few weeks, they were like, oh, I still need to donate. And I was like, oh, don't bother now. Like everything's paid for. It's cool. Any donation that anyone makes is literally paying for me to go business class. And like two or three of the members sent money and they were like, just go business class. Just do it, man. Once in a lifetime opportunity. Like we would have donated regardless. So just do it. So I'll Decent. be turning left on that BA 747 when some of my teammates will be turning right down to economy. Yeah. I know, right? Are you, uh, are you going normal back, poverty back? Yeah, coming back on yeah. poverty. I know, right? I'll be like giving them shit on the way out and then slumming it with them on the way yeah, back. Yeah, head down and just get to your seat as quickly as you can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome, man. Um, in terms of like uh, your nutrition, and like we said, famous for your uh, <laughs> nutrition. I think that's a good, uh, it's, it's cool to go through the train. I think it's nice to see like what you do further out and how that's looking closer. Uh, in terms of like nutrition, obviously it's going to be an intense, you know, few weeks while you're over there. Like, what's that looking like compared to like further out? What was the goals like when you first started? Like your let's say prep for the the world champs. It was interesting to be fair because I'd kind of thought about taking on some help with that, and obviously as we know, like Joe Matthews, who comes here like big into his nutrition. So he was uh, he was the guy that I spoke to initially about finding a nutritionist, and he was quite interested to just take on a basketball player because he'd never done that. Um, so the, th- the things that we found out early on was that I initially wasn't eating enough anyway um, and there were certain aspects of my diet that were kind of like all over the place just because I hadn't really been training for anything specifically. Um, what was that, oh, like your macro breakdown or like the... Beforehand. Yeah. Like oh, beforehand was- there was no macro breakdown. There was like, just eat what you want, try and run it off. Um, and even now, like since I started with Joe, like I have... I was basically like, the way that he works is like, he doesn't give you a calorie count, he just gives you a menu sheet. So he just goes away, does whatever. Um, and he just basically designs like three days, like a rest day, a light training day, a heavy training day. Mm-hmm. And he just tells you like two or three options that you're allowed to eat. So like a protein source, a carb source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, and he was pretty good with me in the sense that like, I was like, just tell me what to eat and I'll just go by that. Like rather than give me like multiple choices. Um, but it was interesting how, like, I think if you were to look at the amount of food I was eating before and the amount of food that I eat now, like, my weight hasn't changed. Um, it was just, like, uh, obviously, like, I was just kind of lacking, like, calories at times. And it kind of, it, it answers questions of, like, at times why I was so tired, like, mm-hmm. um, and why at certain points, like, I'd just kind of get to 2 o'clock in the afternoon and just be, like, falling asleep. Yeah. I used to nap all the time. And I just thought it was because I like napping. It was just because I was hungry. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's easy to, you know, even working in the industry, you think you're doing the right thing and you work, tr- working and training a, set, a certain way, but I suppose until you speak to a specialist about what you're trying to achieve, 
like there's that element of like okay well you're not far off but you're just missing x y and z i guess as well like when because now you've been super strict you're probably avoiding these spikes of like high calorie days like compared to before you might have like under it for like five or six days and then had a day where you just went out and either had a few drinks or had yeah. like something cheaty to eat and that's like the four thousand calories you've not ate all through the week exactly. and then it kind of balances yeah, out yeah, yeah. so your weight stays the same but yeah not the same yeah yeah exactly um so obviously like there's the as Mel calls them there's the dead ass oats that I have in the morning like which are famous in her world that like I have like big oats like 120 grams of oats yogurt seeds fruit like overnight just so 120 grams is a lot of oats yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so like every time like Mel walks in the office she's like you and these oats man and then obviously like, there's the world famous ham bagels ham bagels yeah um, which the pinnacle of performance well it's funny because like Max has been giving me shit about it all week and it's like this this bagel and I was like like Joe stood there and Joe's like this is performance nutrition like you just need to eat seven slices of ham in a bagel and I'm like like it makes no difference to me but like there's obviously like that element of just like it's it's not necessarily exciting yeah um, and the food does get like a bit more adventurous and colourful when I get home but like obviously as you know like when you're on the gym floor for like six eight nine hours yeah, like yeah. you, you make it oats yeah, yeah you make it oats you make your bagel you bring your shake and you just work at, work work through it, um, and then get home and you know eat something a little bit more uh, hearty and colourful and adventurous. But it's 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 been interesting. It's been an insight. Just like me, kind of like eating that amount of food and not feeling any kind of way about it. Because I think like historically, I've just been like, oh, like I don't like I don't really like being heavy. Yeah. Like obviously from a basketball point of view, like when I played national league like in my prime i suppose like i was always around like 94 95 96 kilos which as a six foot six guy is relatively light yeah but i've never really been a big muscly guy so kind of like when joe was like oh, eat all of this i was like shit man, i'm gonna like i'm gonna be 100 kilos i'm gonna be 102 yeah yeah and i've always had that kind of mentality of like when i go over 100 like everything just feels really sluggish Sluggy, yeah. yeah and i just can't really move as well um so yeah, so it's stayed pretty consistent. I'll fly out somewhere about 97, 98 kilos and there's an element of I'll probably come back a bit lighter. Yeah, it's just super intense when you're over there. I yeah. guess like everyday nutrition is just going to be your high day, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're yeah, going to yeah. be doing heavy stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, there's just been a list of food to, to carry, like Rice crispy Squares, taking a bag of oats with me, <laughs> taking some nuts and seeds. Like Joe's like, um, he's super like, sh- like strategical and methodical. So he was just like, eliminate any risk, take take eighty percent of your food with you, yeah. and I'm just like, okay, well, I feel like I'm gonna get stopped at customs with like three kilos of oats. Yeah, yeah, you got your creatine in a little bag. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's funny because like I can see just like the similarities with like when someone's got a powerlifting comp, which obviously the nutrition there is a little bit different. You've got to make a specific weight category, and you want to avoid like eating out and it's salty or you don't know what you're fully eating. But like the similarities are there, just controlling what you can control and just trying. Yeah give yourself every chance to have like the perfect that's it that's it and having that like Joe's been pretty liberal in the fact that like you can have like two days or you can have like two really big meals where it's just like you can eat what you want but you just have to stick to everything else so obviously like Sunday night for me was always like pizza like, love an otto love an otto champion otto till the end of the world yeah um, and I've not other than that it's just been like the odd almond croissant like but, <laughs> like, but it's funny because I love an almond croissant, but I also think croissants are the worst waste of calories. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. calorie it's just for all the good stuff, though, and butter. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. 
Um, I was going to say your so your high day to your low day. Is it more just like the calories around your actual basketball sessions, or is there much more difference? Yeah, so the day starts the same every single day. 120 grams of oats with all the that's a, I, I can't get over that. I have 70, and that's a, I feel like 70 is a nice amount. 120 is a nice amount. Yeah, it's a Yeah, and then it's just kind of like throughout the day, then it kind of like it changes like kind of post 12 o'clock. Um, so it kind of goes oats, bagel, shake. And then if it's not like a, if it's not a basketball day or a training day, it just kind of goes into like a chicken stir fry and another shake at some point. If it's a basketball day, it kind of then goes into a peanut butter and jam bagel. I know, right? Bougie. Um, and then rice crispy squares, rice cakes. Like it's very carb orientated yeah, yeah, towards sure. the the higher end of the the workouts. And then yeah, and then shaken proper meal at some point throughout. Decent. So, it's a lot of food, man. Cost an absolute fortune, as you can imagine, with this cost of living crisis. Bagels ain't cheap, man. <laughs> at least, uh, at least you've had to cut back on the otter to, to balance that out. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I was going to say, um, have you watched the quarterback on Netflix? Yes. When that one guy, I can't remember his name. The the third quarterback, he's not in it as much, and he's like uh, every every Monday he gets his cheat meal, and he has a McDonald's breakfast yeah. every single Monday. McDonald's breakfast. I funny choice that, but. There's, there's two people who come to Strongman um, and this morning they were they outed the fact that they do Strongman and then go through the drive through on the way home um, I think the last thing I had from McDonald's was a McFlurry I'm not really a McDonald's no I do, I do like a uh, if I've had a drink I like a McDonald's yeah I feel like it really soaks everything up pretty nicely a bit KFC for me I think fair but um, so yeah so I think like uh, the all round thing has just been a, a really interesting experience um I uh, just think it'd be interesting to like reflect on a lot of it like yeah, post yeah, yeah. like it's been a long process like and I know like different sports have different kind of like pre-seasons or prep seasons um, I feel like this has been a really long mm. long journey uh, we got selected January and all this stuff was going on last year as well so it's been like uh, over 12 months in the making so it'd be good to to cut loose a little bit in Buenos Aires for a few days before I'll come back and yeah see what the world holds after I was going to say like, do you see yourself do how often are the world champs is it every so, year or? Uh, world championships are every other year Euros are every year in between that every other year in between that Yeah. so next year Isn't it last year you did Europe so yeah, yeah yeah so we did Malaga last year came fourth we've had a couple of little mini tournaments in between um, where we came second in one of them we're seeded seventh going into the world so we'll see what happens and then there's a conversation already been floated about Italy for the Euros next year but I suppose at that point I mean I don't know what happens after Argentina but then I'll be like 44 so I'll be the top end of the 40s bracket and too young for the 45s oh is it every five years it yeah, oh, you, wow. yeah so if I wanted to I could carry on until I was like 55, 60 I don't want to do that already I'm a bit like I don't know about Italy like it's a bit cheaper like it'd be yeah. easier to self fund um but it's still like you've got to get selected you have to go through that process and there's definitely no guarantees they've already said to us even if we were to go out to Argentina and win gold yeah. selection process starts again <clears> as soon as we get back yeah so there's no no credit for winning unfortunately I don't think but what's what's the year uh, 45s like compared to the 40s is, do you know, is it a noticeable drop off I imagine it's quite a steep drop off to be honest it's, it's interesting because you like a couple of my mates are in the 45s and they're like oh like I feel like I'm young because like, they've got the guys who are like 48, 49, 50 and they're just running rings around them. So like you kind of get kind of dropped into the new age bracket and you're like the fittest guy in the room. And then by the time you get to the end of it, like, you're like, yeah, like, and the, as you can imagine, like 
all sports have a toll on the body, but obviously like basketball, jumping up and down, sprinting around, like my body has never felt better and worse at the same time. Feel fit and strong, but everything it's hurts. Taking its toll, yeah. You yeah, need yeah. As a much good as restorative phase after. For sure, my ankles are like absolutely battered. Yeah. Um, I've been having physio like once, twice a week for the last three months, like trying to get like some tendonitis out it, yeah. of like my uh, my Achilles and stuff like that. So. Which is inevitable, eh? Like, whenever you're trying to do anything at, like, the higher end of sport, yeah. you are going to be injured with that. And I think, again, like, people talk about, like, trying to stay injury-free, but, like, when you're trying to push to do something athletic, there are going to be little niggles, and yeah. you're trying to manage that. But if you want to do something good, you are going to have to put up with that That's kind it. of thing. That's it. Like, and it's, it's tough because you do, like, we I had the conversation the other day about, like, okay, we've had physio once or twice a week for how long? And while like some of these niggles have started to kind of go away, I'm like, I just need to accept that they're going to be there while I'm in Argentina. Yeah. Like, if you only ever played a game when you felt 100% in basketball, you never played, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so there's just some stuff that I just need to manage while I'm out there. But hopefully, if this is the worst of it, yeah. Like, it's well, you're taping down now, aren't you? Yeah, 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 so, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Obviously, One it's of... going to be tough between games, but it is what it is. And also, like the on-court time in games is actually less than my training windows. So how many other games? Four, uh, ten minutes. Uh, yeah, so there'll be four 10-minute quarters. Um, and my aspirations is to be playing like 20, 25 minutes. So that'll be massively less than my could training window. Could you even do that in two hours? Yeah, exactly. Like an anaerobic session. Yeah, I'm just doing yeah. uh, star you jumps play, on the side at half time. Yeah, you could play three in a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely an element of, you know, knowing that I'll be on court a lot less. Like a lot of my on-court training times are like two hours. Like skill stuff or yeah. scrimmages. So yeah. it's like, hopefully actually I'll get better or feel better as the competition goes on. As uh, the famous Mark Coulson says, you've got two options. He says you can train hard and compete easy or train easy and compete hard. I know where I will fall. I don't know where some other people yeah. are going to fall. So. Well, see, like you're going to be like, yeah, okay, like that was a tough game, but like it's super manageable. I'm ready yeah. tomorrow. All other people might be blown out of arse. Yeah. No, but you get exposed that you haven't put the work in. Well, this is it. Like, unfortunately, like one of my teammates can't go. Uh, so someone had to drop out this week. Uh, oh, some, shit. Yeah, I know, right. So for some family reasons, um, and he's kind of like, we have a starting five. I perceive myself as a six man, like so I'm one of the first people to go into the next rotation. Um, and the guy who can't go, he's probably like the next person along. Mm. Um, and I was talking to him yesterday and he was like, he said, it's rubbish, I'm not going. He said, but I know that you can do your job and you can do my job and it's not gonna so affect you. To pick up a bit of slack I think there's gonna be an extra few minutes here or there. Nice. Um, and he was like, obviously, like from a personal point of view, it's rubbish. He's like, but just he said, he said he thinks by the end of the competition, he said you'll be playing like thirty minutes because yeah. everyone else will have fallen apart or be dead. Um, there's a couple of guys who definitely, when they run up and down, like the first thirty seconds, you know, when you're waiting for your second wind and it just yeah. doesn't come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Sometimes um, I find like, like I mean, it's not the same level. When I play basketball, like the five and five, we had a sub for the first time ever yeah. this week. And like you come off and you think oh, I'm gonna be ready, then you come on and your legs feel fucking heavy, man. Yeah, like, it's tough sometimes. You're better off just keeping moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you stand on the side, you can't just sit down. You got to keep moving. And yeah, yeah, and you're what ten years younger than me, a bit more than that. Ten, yeah, no, yeah, ten, yeah. yeah. So yeah, like there is that element of you know the older you get as well, you just want to stay, stay moving, stay ready, and you know you go in and coaches like sprint, and you're like fuck off, yeah. forty three, <laughs> man. Like give yeah. me two minutes to warm up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like big aspirations, oh man. I think like, I think when we look at it, we want to get out of the group, and then just be competitive. Yeah. Like Italy, we we lost in the 
semi-finals to Italy at the Euros and then they went on to win and they were amazing like if we if we get Italy early out of the group like that'll be interesting that's a tough matchup Spain are really good we've seen them play um, and there'll be a lot of good basketball players there's not going to be any rubbish teams so we need to lock in early get out of the group but it's the world champs man like, yeah you got to be the best to if, be the best right if you're the worst there you're still at the world champs yeah. Yeah. It's like coming last at the Olympic final in the 100 meter sprint, you still fucking fast. Well, you, you say that, was that guy that Sedan sent? Did you see it? And like he ran the 100 meters in about 38 seconds. And 38? The, like, and the Olympic committee were just like, don't do this ever again. Like, like the guy was just. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the shot putter guy because someone got injured and then they just called the shot putter to do yeah. it. It might have been him. Uh, but yeah, so um, hopefully we will do ourselves proud. Yeah, I guess like the minimum you probably want to like quarterfinals would be nice, I guess, because yeah. that's top eight. Then if you see these seventh, yeah. But yeah, if you, you get are. if you come second, because Argentina, let's say Argentina are the best, so you're potentially going to come second. You're going to get one of the teams that have won the group stage in the next round. Yeah, you're going to get a tough matchup. Yeah, but that's um, life, man. That's life for sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know you want those challenges, don't you? Like you want to beat the best in any sport. Like if you want to be weightlifting world champion, you want to be every person that's somewhere close yeah. to you and be like well I beat the best people in my group because nobody wants to walk through and just be like eh, everyone was rubbish turned up and I beat them yeah no exactly um, exactly that so yeah in terms of like uh, watching is there a way is it streamed uh, the rumour is that there's going to be YouTube um, but there's also like they've been quite honest in the fact that because there's different age groups and there's male and female they just don't know what they're going to stream so I think like early on there'll probably be little chance of seeing anything and I'll obviously like post that stuff when we know but I think there's an element of the further you get through maybe you might might chance but I think like they were saying like the first day can you take your uh, tripod and just like uh, Instagram live I could yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean EE said to me the other day that it was £9 a day to keep my phone contract and my my phone on while I was there so maybe good job you got that 4k of, uh, <laughs> yeah, that. imagine spending £900 of that like just literally streaming data and yeah, like yeah. it's um but yeah uh, a couple of friends who like have been over there one of the one of my mates is Argentinian so he's giving me a sim so I should be able to use my own phone number and he's gonna load it with a load of money so yeah, yeah, um, yeah. that's it my most countries now like you, you, you get it included but I guess not South America no yeah that's so, yeah so um whatever whatever we find out will be live streamed we'll make yeah, sure I'll nice. share it but um I'll definitely be updating with a daily, daily yes. win and loss. But if it goes L, L, you L, I'll be on holiday. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I'll probably like a bottle of red wine deep. And yeah, the worst, the worst now is you just eat steaks and red wine for And I'm on holiday, yeah, yeah, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, which is not ideal, but worst case. That's the worst. Awesome, yeah. man. Uh, anything else that you want to say before you uh, wrap it up? I don't think so. Like, obviously, like, really looking forward to going. Um, and I think, like, the one thing you know, I don't really class myself as a new member of staff now because I've been here like two years. It's my two year anniversary when uh, in September. Um, but no, I think like the way that the gym's kind of like supported and everyone's been super interested um, has been amazing. Like, and I think, you know, you take the pockets of the communities in the gym uh, at face value for what they are, but like the powerlifting community, they've been super interested. Like the general open gymmers who know what's going on have just been, when do you go? How's the training going? Like that's been super supportive. Um, and I think like people's just honest interest has been really refreshing 
Um, and I think that's just the credit of the gym just being an amazing gym of the different kind of athletes yeah. that we have here. That's my favorite thing is that like no matter who's training and what, like everyone's interested in everyone else's training. Like jazz is pretty much well a lot of times I'm in the evening one of the only weightlifters training. Yeah. Um, and everyone's still super invested in is the powerlifters obviously powerlifting. You got the rugby players and everyone's integrated together and everyone's yeah. genuinely wants each other to do well. Yeah. Regardless of the sport. And I think yeah, that's yeah, cool. yeah. Um, yeah. So I suppose like for me like just in closing like. Thanks to the MSC community for the support, um, the financial support, the emotional support, like the training support, um, and hopefully come back with some kind of success um, to, to talk about on another podcast at some point. All the best, mate. I'm sure it'll go really well. And uh, yeah, we'll have a recap once you're back. Wicked. Uh, have a good weekend, everyone. Yeah, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you again soon. Bye-bye.